Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, the year is wrapping up and you might be thinking about picking up a new skill in 2023. Pittsburgh is rich with places to get hands-on culinary training, naturally, given the amazing food in this area. But there are barriers that come with some of those programs. So we're revisiting lead producer Megan Harris's profile of Community Kitchen, an organization that makes training accessible to anyone who wants to learn. It's part of our week calling back to our Coolest Cuisine episodes. It's Friday, December 30th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. I'm with executive director and founder, Jennifer Flanagan, and a current student, Chris Hickman. So Jennifer, we'll start with you. Um, on your website, it says that you use food as the foundation to change lives um, and strengthen communities. How would you say that Community Kitchen does that? So we are what you consider an employment-based social enterprise. So we run food service businesses for the sole purpose of training and employing folks to get them into the industry. We do about, depending on the day and depending on the time of year, about 2,000 meals a day um, through here. And then within the context of those meals is how we do the training program. Um, And you've got a ton of programs running right now. I was just looking at the list. Uh, Culinary mm -hmm. training, community meals, catering, a cafe, even butchery now. Mm -hmm. How do you balance all of that? Some days it's Tetris and some days it's Jenga, um, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Um, You know, our flagship program really is that culinary training program, and that is you know, that's a three month program. It's intended to be kind of a quick train program, but it is diploma based and folks can get transferable credits over to CCAC if they want to go on to an associate's degree. Yeah. Um, so it's a fire hose of information. Um, but like I said, it's, it's all integrated into the training. And so, um, the folks that are in the training, Chris can certainly speak to this. You get a lot of exposure to different kinds of meals. Um, and the idea is that, you know, I, I personally, I love the industry. I love the food industry. I, I think it can be, Um, a platform for opportunity, a platform for economic mobility. If you work with the right employers, um, we certainly do. Um, But I I really, I think it's a great industry, especially for people who have been out of the workforce for a while or are trying to change careers. Um, You know, you got to love it, but I, I, you know, I I do. (laughs) So yeah, and I saw that you've had close to knocking on 400 students graduate. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're big smiles there. there. <laughs> yeah, I love it because, you know, as we put people out in the industry, they move up, they become managers, they hire graduates. It's it's becoming, you know, the network that I had envisioned when starting this, you know, in terms of because, you know, and, and, and I think everybody knows this for a long time. 
the industry has been, you know, it's, it's especially at the management level, at the chef level, it's been very white and male. Mm-hmm. And um, while I love those guys, they're awesome. Um, it is an opportunity for us to, to diversify the industry as our folks move up into management positions and then hire themselves, um, which That's I like to see. very cool. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Chris. We've got Christopher Hickman yes. with us, too. Uh, you look so official right now with your apron and everything. Um, hey. <laughs> what's on the lunch menu today? I'm, honestly, I'm not sure. <laughs> also, because because we just got a new class starting today, too. So, yeah. Oh, um, cool. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. A lot of us are moving to what is it? It's still tier. No, is it tier two now? Tier one. Yeah, you're going to you, No, you're, you're going to go into tier two. Tier I two. can tell by the color of your shirt. You yes. will be moving into tier two. Yes, I will. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Are the students like delineated by t-shirt color? Yes. That's so organized. Yeah, the green shirts, the green shirts are are, are uh, tier one, mm-hmm. purple shirts are tier two, and then the coveted black shirt is tier three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Chris. Thank it's a big you. day. It is, it is. And, and that's the thing. So, you know, the thing that for me I, I loved about the program is just seeing the diversity in it too, because there's a lot of different people that came in with my class as well. And I'm anxious to see the new classes. We haven't seen them yet, but you know, food, food's a universal language. And I think with this, you're able to really see a person because when you're asking questions about cultural foods or ethnic foods that they're into, or just experiences, you kind of get to see where they're at. And as you grow in this program, from what I've seen, like that, that's 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 where you find the joy in and what comes from this field, because it is there's, there's always something and it's, it can go a million miles a minute. But that just that little, you know, understanding that they enjoyed and appreciated the food is always the uh, the reward to it. Do you like to dance, look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins and so will everyone else there be playful be imaginative explore your magical realm because this is a theme party you want to come dressed to impress you must be 21 and up to attend and rest assured every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum its art its education and all of its community outreach initiatives get your tickets now to the 25th mattress factory garden party they are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
you know, as a diner, I've always been in awe of restaurant spaces. It just always struck me as like, whether you're front of house or back of house, Mm -hmm. it's like this ballet, you know, people really have to be like incredibly poised and know their positions and work well with others, you know, if the, if the kitchen's really going to sing. So I'm so impressed always with, uh, with uh, well-functioning organizations like that. Um, Chris, I'm curious as you like, were looking around at stuff to do, you know, you could have lent your talents to a lot of places. What drew you to Community Kitchen? My my wife had told me about it, and I believe my nephew has gone through the program. So uh, it really came. From Jennifer's that. nodding. Yeah. So yeah. it sounds like she's aware. So um, <laughs> you know, just just hearing from him as well the process of, and I was like, all right, let me let me see what what's going on. And you know, my dad, his, his granddad, um, he's been cooking forever. Like never, never, oh, really? never, never professionally, but. He's always been the the cook of every family event, everything. So I've seen my dad produce food in mass since I was a kid. And what's his dish? What's his thing? All right. So I see he doesn't have a thing. He is like he'll do is barbecue a, a lot more. Well, I, I I I guess I guess you would say you know definitely he would go with the ribs, greens. Uh, okay. I, I guess we would say like traditional soul food in in that vein, but. My, my stepmom's Filipino, so he has, um, in more recent years, broken down whole whole hogs. Wow. You know, I've seen him break down whole pigs and things like that. So, um, Did you take the butchery class? No, like, have you been able to show him a thing or two? Not yet. I'm, I'm anticipating that, <laughs> that, one. that, that, that one. That's that tier two. Be. That's a tier two uh, yes. course. It starts, so he'll be in there very shortly. Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to learn how to really break that down. Um, but see, for me... When it comes to him, I'm I'm always the more adventurous one. I so I've brought food to him that he's like, I don't know if I'm eating that. But I always tell the funny story, the fact that my dad is he's he's an older gentleman, so he comes from that era. He he eats squirrel and you know, rabbit and now you're talking about my home folks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> gamier animals and i'm like you'll eat that but you won't eat jerk chicken or you won't eat you know seafood or things like that i'm like that's a little (laughs) you gotta work on them you know okay right i wanted to jump in i i i I think that you know chris had mentioned the range of of students that we have Mm -hmm. here too um and and there definitely is you know you've got people like chris who you know has done a lot of things and had a lot of options um, we also get folks that are overcoming some kind of adversity, right? And it's a very uh, welcoming, safe space for them. You know, we've got people coming out of incarceration. We've got people transitioning from homelessness. Mm-hmm. We've got people who just experienced a trauma that upended their lives um, and they kind of needed to start over. Um, we've got people who were kind of stuck in a low wage job. And because we do pay for our training, it allowed them to quit that job to come here to get trained up for a, a higher wage position. So it's kind of, um, it's a real mix of people from all kinds of backgrounds. Um, a commercial kitchen can be a really intimidating space. Um, to yeah, no doubt. There's a lot of just, you know, a um, lot, lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. for sure. And the other thing that I think is nice about the mix of stuff, like we did this, you know, it was a, it was a wedding catering this weekend that Chris worked on. Um, but we also do uh, meals for homeless shelters. Mm-hmm. Um, we do meals for, you know, the, the kids in the free and reduced lunch meal programs, after school programs and things like that. So it's, um, you know, and we always like to say that it doesn't matter if it's going to a boardroom or a homeless shelter. There's a dignity in providing food for someone. And, and we really try to live that and, and send out food that we would feed our own families. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Um, well, and, you know, those wraparound services and your payment system are kind of what drew CityCast to Community Kitchen. You know, I had seen um, one of your employees speak, I believe it was Tony Simpson, and she was yes. just speaking so passionately about why it matters that people get paid to do this kind of work mm-hmm. and not just paid, but also rewarded over time as their knowledge and their skills increase. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about like that commitment and why it's so important to Community Kitchen? Um, I, you know, I, I feel very strongly that we have to give people the wherewithal to invest in their own education and their own training. And a lot of people just cannot do that. They can't take time off for a free program. Um, it just doesn't work for them financially. Because um, there are other options for that. Bidwell Training, for example, does a much longer program, um, but it's unpaid. Exactly. And it's really important to me to give people that ability to invest in themselves in a way that they can afford it financially. Um, And we try to knock off the other challenges, too. Like we provide bus transportation. um, You know, we provide other supportive services as needed. We have a student assistance fund. Mm -hmm. um, And I should mention that whenever we have any kind of retail, anything, all the tips go into a student assistance fund. And so if somebody needs emergency rental assistance or help with paying a utility bill or just help getting their... you know, driver's license, um, we have that fund that we can do those kind of flexible, immediate needs for folks. Um, that's really important because I, I think that it's easy to forget or not know. If you if you come from a place of privilege, you don't know how hard it is to move through the world if you do not have money yeah. um, and, and you don't have the resources or the contacts. You know, so much of what people do is through um, contacts. And I think that's another important part of what we do. We try to really create... Um, the professional networks for people that they may not have on their own coming in. So we try to make sure that they, you know, meet people in the industry and, and all of that. But it's it's really fundamental to what we do. I, I, I you know, creating opportunity it it is intentional, right? It doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that it's it it is intentional for the folks that are marginalized or left out of those conversations traditionally. Chris, what's it like, you know, to know that, you know, some of the efforts that you're undertaking, you know, it's not just a tip that you take home, it's going into this fund that helps all of your classmates, you know, whether you see it directly or not? Well, I think for me, because I have worked other places and industries, uh, primarily when it comes to human service, um, I've always been that kind of person anyway. And when people feel comfortable like that, they really get to look at themselves as valuable and they're not disposable. And I think that uh, with this program, it it has it allowed people to do that. And I see it in, in, in my other classmates. I do. I see them get excited to walk in the door and feel connected to something because for so long, you know, you can see that some of the, the life's journeys have taken people it hasn't been easy. And I think that Community Kitchen is doing an amazing job with providing that kind of space. Oh, we'll let you get back to the line. Uh, Chris Hickman is a student at the Community Kitchen here in Pittsburgh. And Jennifer Flanagan is the executive director and founder of that organization. Thank you both so much for talking to us at CityCast. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much for having us. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Our team this week includes the voice of Megan Harris, Meg Dalton, Mallory Folk, Francesca DeVecco, Elizabeth Kama, and me, Morgan Moody. We'll be off on Monday, but we'll be back in your podcast feeds on Tuesday, January 3rd. Happy New Year.
Okay. Cookies? <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. That's not the transition.